Okay, so a few uh, comments from last night as we continue to develop the sugya. Remember, we have the Isra of Nichush when you say something that we'll call it abracadabra because I don't want to get into yet the other possible terrorists. You say something that makes sense. You say, if I hear this, then I'm going to do the following. And if you say with conviction, I'm going to do it. That's going to make your whole decision. That's an Isra Nichush. And the Gemara then went on to the fact that Rav and Rabbi Yechon Shmuel had their simonim when they were making decisions. The ferry come on time, look in the Sefer, look in the Sefer Terror, which Pasuk. Uh, Rabbi Yechonon, the one more now, is Pesukli, Pesukli, Pesukayich, which could be all of Tanakh. And we're going to get to Mr. Shem tonight as well. Stam simonim, they're good Good simon, good omen, or like they say, a better omen. Al Tiftach is also a shtickle part of the sugi, but uh, we'll get to that in due time. Mitzvah So, one comment after the shear was very apropos of the parsha is Atmavinu, when he was walking for three days toward the alleged, supposed, attempted Akedas Yitzchak. So you all know the Gemara. He was walking, and uh, all sorts of funny things happened. Uh, the river got larger, and he almost drowned. And uh, something was starting up in many different ways. Some direct conversation and direct accusations, some uh, in a physical way. Like he was up to his neck, and he had to ask Hashem to get rid of it. So after that happens a few times, was Armavinu allowed? supposed to? Well, we know the answer. He wasn't supposed to, but we know the ending. Was he allowed to say, look, this isn't working out, and how many simanim do I need, minashamayim, to stop doing something? It's a very important, I'm throwing this out because it's the parsha, but this is extremely nogea because we all do this. But that's different because he had a direct seafood from Hashem. Okay, so, so right. So the, the answer for Abba was easier is that his challenge was, it's, it's not as easy as to make it sound, his challenge was, was he doing the right thing? Did he really hear right? Did he really understand it correctly? Could he have made the diet that Hashem said, bring him up, don't shech them? Because the excruciatingly painful three-day thought process on this was with a fabulous diet, as Rabbi Chaim would make. They made the words. Hashem didn't say anything about killing him. And the most difficult part was, indeed, that was the answer. Isn't that frightening that is? Not only frightening during the Nisayan. Afterwards, Abba Mavino asked the Kosh Baruch now that it's over, can I ask? You're allowed to ask after, not, not during. And uh, he asked the Stira, he said, uh, and then tell me to kill him? So Hashem said, I didn't say to kill him. I said, bring him up. You brought him up, bring him down. So the whole diak, which in, no doubt of the many things he was struggling with, this is one of them, Turns out it was right. So it's something you're saying, well, he knew the MS. He did know the MS. So what was the decision? If, once you know this problem, the Akedah, by the way, it's important, important for the Parsha. So Shabbos table, if you have three hours, speak this out. <laughs> it's a very deep concept. But here, he wasn't only facing the sign of undoing his whole life's work, of preaching <coughs> against human sacrifice and all these crazy things the guy did. Now he's going to do it. So he's not only going to be the laughing stock, he's going to undo his whole life's work. He's going to lose all his Talmudim. And he had to be miscaper on that. 
And then he had to misgabber on Rachamei Avalaben, which is uh, not a small thing to contend with. And the most difficult part is he had to make sure that he heard right, that he understood correctly. So Sutton played on that last part very heavily. And the Sutton said that uh, Shem would want this, and that doesn't make sense, and you don't deserve this, and not Shayat. And the Diak was there. The Diak was there so, uh, so firmly entrenched, it was true. He just didn't know that till afterwards. So, Sadiq, your question is, and I think you were the one who bring this up last night, if the Diak ended up being correct, so wouldn't he be very frightened afterwards? You know, next time I hear Navua, maybe I should make more Diak, and maybe I shouldn't do the Pashup Shah. It's scary, scary business. So what's the answer? The answer is, is that there are, I guess, rules and regulations in Navua, and if he heard it the first time and understood it, there's a push-up shot, and Dukim are important in Rambams and Gemaras and in Dvar Hashem, but it was such a thinly, I can't say thinly veiled, it was uh, thinly veiled that the idea could have presented itself, but it, it was so on the edge that HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Abba would have clarified that. And he would have. When? So, if he is ready to do it, then that's the Tzivi Hashem. And if Hashem wants to say, no, no, I meant the Diuk, <coughs> so then, uh, and it was a few more no's. The Malach said it, he didn't believe the Malach. Then Hashem said, no, no, no. And he asked, can I make a move? No. The Diuk was, I'm saying, Greg, you brought him, I'll bring him down. But that's not the Parshat Nevoah. And Parshat Nevoah was do the right thing. And he was afraid that if he'd stop making Diukim, it's because of the Racha Me'avah and undoing his life's work and the embarrassment and the humiliation and everything else that goes with it. Once you hear that, then you'll begin to understand what the, the st- Stam fellow who reads Akedah Yitzchak, it's not wrong, but it's because Akedah Yitzchak has asked to sacrifice the son of Moshe. That, that's uh, very difficult to sign, which it is. But uh, that's just the beginning of it. Just stretch the surface. So the river's overflowing. He's almost drowned. And uh, it keeps walking and walking. He doesn't see it yet. That's also a question mark in his mind. Like, if this is such a Zavar Hashem, why isn't there a direct route here? So, yes, that did pose the question and the Sutton was trying to confuse him. The godless of Abba was that if you're doing the right thing, at the end of the day, Tzadik, your answer is, it is, the answer is that if you're doing the right thing and you know you're doing the right thing, just do the right thing and call Rucha Shabaylam, can't stop you. The sign here was to convince him maybe he wasn't doing the right thing. Which is what the Yetzirah does to us all the time. And it's tricky in life because often we try to take Simonim as from people, we try to do the right thing. But there are 7 million choices every minute of the day. You can't figure out what's a mitzvah, what's a very, what's a shaman, what should we be doing? This mitzvah, that mitzvah, learning. So many things, making more money. There's so many things being tossed up as possibilities. We're making decisions, big decisions, every day, all day. And the Satan tries to confuse the issue and tries to send the simanan called distractions, obstacles, when we try to do the right thing. So often... The more obstacles you see, the more you have a right, you're doing the right thing. And to confuse things further, not always. <laughs> and we're going to have many examples as we go along, but that's what makes this sugya and life itself so exciting. So Abhavino had to depend on what he knew honestly deep down in his heart of hearts was the direction he's supposed to follow with this Nabuah. And he was right until Koshbok explained it. But that's, uh, that is the most difficult Nisayan probably in the history of the world, which is why it's 
either number 10 or number 9 followed quickly in succession with number 10, which was on the emotional exhaustion of number 9, which is why it's number 10, looking for a kfura. But that, that in itself wasn't harder than number 9. It just was on the heels of it. The fact that it didn't fall apart. So the, um, it's, it's a great context to uh, try to frame this. We're not Avmavinu. We don't get any standards like that as an Avmavinu, but we will have many examples. I'm sure you're going to furnish you many more where... And I, I, I get the shayla all the time. Somebody calls the shayla like this. Sometimes it starts off as a shayla piyalacha. And there's so many halachic naughty issues, issues like you make it, make it, make it, make it. How many coolers can you have? Maybe it's a simon that the deal's not that kabbalic. And that's certainly true. If you have to resort to 85 coolers, and I keep thinking out of the box, and then we're starting to bring up a chrein and we never heard of it, which is not proper. You can't just look for the most nekel shita in the book. But sometimes shaz l'chak, have some rupa, you look for coolers. One after another after another, and everything's a shayla. Um, that, that's sometimes a sin of And maybe this isn't the deal that has your name on it. And then there's just the wear and tear and the trials and tribulations of um, any deal of making a living and any other part of life. Is this worth it? So I've had people with a straight face tell me they have a raya, they're not supposed to be working on the shalom bias anymore. They should just give up. I said, what's the raya? They say it's too difficult. After so many fights, isn't it a raya already? I shouldn't be here. So the answer to that is an absolute, unequivocal, most of the time, that's not correct. Sometimes it is. How's that for an unequivocal answer? Very clear, crystal clear. Depends on the case. But people look for rayas where they have a yetzahar and they have an etiyah too. And that's what you've got to be careful about. And that's why nichush is such a yetzahar. Because often we're looking for the raya not just to be comfortable to know the future, but even when we don't want to know the future, we just want to give ourselves a haskama for what we really want to do, even though deep down we know it's not maybe the right thing. So, and if you have somebody with a crystal ball that says what I think, then that's a uh, pat in the back. That's what makes this sugya very challenging. And Yaakov, you had your hand up before? Um, it was bothering me that you see that Adam, like a stone, he, he worked his hardest to try and get clarity. Yes. He's getting clarity yet. It sounds like he was saying that the deal is that he waited till he, he, at the last minute and couldn't figure out the deal. No, he had absolute clarity. He had absolute clarity. You're, the rule is you're not supposed to make such a deal because the deal is so faint, it's so almost undetectable that if Hashem meant that deal, he would have said it. Now you'll say, well, the Rambam writes many things which he wrote with clarity. And we're making diukim all day in first seder, second seder. So the answer is not our problem that we have to make the diuk. It's not the rabbi's problem we haven't gotten our <laughs> So when the rabbi wrote it, it's like when the Mishnah wrote it, it was very clear. Now you need this much gemara. And the gemara wrote it very clear. And I need this many mishenim. And then achreinim. It's not they wrote it clearly. And as the intellect got a little more dense, uh, we read the sederis. Uh, we need more help and more explanation. The, the Nisayan of Avinu was that he was so brilliant, he was aware the deal could be made, but when it comes to Sakhanas Nefashis, he didn't think it was Mestaber, that Kosh Baruch was going to let him take a risk like that. And he was right, because he figured, look, Pashat is the Pashat. If the deal is true, maybe Hashem will tell me before it's too late. But right now, i got to do what I'm told. And you know what? Hashem told him before it's too late. What are you comparing to Sadaim? What happened to Sadaim? He goes through a whole process of, of trying to get clarity until he comes up with a clarity. That wasn't clarity. That was a, a defense attorney. 
But he's saying he's just going to be sedured. He's trying to figure out if it's a 50, is it 40, is it 30? Mm, that's the way I No, a defense attorney tries to get his client off with argument A. If that doesn't work, he starts squeezing the argument B and he starts. He starts uh, in, in the court of law in America, he starts catching Avramavina, wasn't doing that. He starts looking for another Pesach, another angle. Avramavina was an excellent, excellent defense attorney. And he figured, Tafasta move below Tafasta. So I don't want to ask for, save the whole city for 10 Sadiqim, so I'll ask for 50. We'll save five cities. Okay, we're not saving five cities. Now we're saving four cities. It's the same Cheshman. It just went down. So, okay, we can't save the whole area. Two cities, one city. He just tried to defend them. See, you know what the difference is? It's a very good question. You know the difference is when he defends Sadaim, he's doing it 100% of the Shema, there's no Shaila, because there's such a thorn on his side. Mm-hmm. They're against everything, undoing everything <laughs> he does. He's preaching, it's Taka, Chesed, and they're undoing everything, trying to undo everything. It's a Chiddush even David for them. We're still trying to figure that out, but that's Avramavinu. That's pure Chesed. And there was no struggle that maybe he had an ulterior motive with his son. You start bringing up, no, maybe there's a diak, maybe this, maybe that. Amavinu was scared, and for good reason, that that's not going to come 100% from the right place. And he was right. So he wasn't supposed to defend that. That, was, that wasn't his job, because then it would, then it would come from... Couldn't ask. It's almost like that. It sounds like reverse discrimination. You remember the mice of the Shimon Meshetach? where he executed all those witches and the families wanted to get even, so they framed his son, and they got two Adam who didn't become Adam Zemim in time, and they framed him, and they were going to take him out to be killed, and he started screaming and yelling, and he macalled the Adam rightfully so. And he said, I'm going to get you, and you're going to go to Gehenna, and they got so frightened, they admitted it, but it was too late. I have every reason to believe that had his father not been the Abbasim, they would have figured out a way to undo that psaq. My conjecture. But they didn't, because his father was the Abbas, and his father knew, and he knew, that it would be a Chil Hashem. That everybody would say, something's crooked, his father's the Abbas, and therefore you get off. Now, call that reverse discrimination? Reverse discrimination in this country has been used in contexts where it wasn't right. Here, it was the right thing, because the din is, Kivin Sheikh So he didn't even try. It's from the story, he didn't even try. Now, that sounds tragic, but. There's something called dying off Kiddush Hashem to avoid a Chil Hashem. So I think Abba Avinu felt intuitively that's not what he should be doing when it's his own son. And it's undoing his own life work and everything would point to the fact that it's his own agenda. Even if it's 1%. Cool. Yeah, cool. That's why I'm bringing Shem Meshetah's son. He got killed in the line of duty. So uh, these are, we're asking all the right questions and you have a lot to say the Shabbos. Now it's going to be a five-hour Suda. Yeah. No, Avraham didn't know Nebu was coming. He knew when he heard the dick, he said, cross my mind, I got rid of it quickly because I felt it was self-serving. But that doesn't, uh, again, if had the dick been stronger, uh, he would have brought it up. But uh, it was a dick. I, I, you know, we're used to the dick. First time I heard this many, many years ago, I was thinking, that's an interesting dick. I said, bring him up as a carbon, and the dick was, bring him up now, bring him down. I don't know what you do with a carbon shlamim. But usually when I bring it up, I don't bring it back down. Matter of fact, if I bring it back down and bring it home, it'll be Mila Bakachim. It's hard to understand the dig. That's how slight the dig is. Yeah, yeah. So, so the answer is now he's an order for life and he can't leave very Okay, we have Tarutsim, but I, I, 
I'm not Machaim, and uh, not, I'm, I wouldn't have thrown the dick, and I don't think anybody else would. <laughs> I heard I'm shocked that uh, the Nisai was going to stop. Stop what? It was. That was, no, part, no, that no, was no, the next Nisai. He wanted to continue going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the Gemara has three days of Nisai's when he's getting there. That, that was also an Nisai. But the Gemara has plenty of Nisai's when he's going there. So, anyway, it was an excellent point, and you see there's a lot to say, but here's a great example where everything's going wrong. <coughs> and he's going to do something that if anybody would know where he's going... That's why he slipped out of the house and didn't tell Sarimena. Hey, you know, he's going, they'd be screaming and yelling, you can't do this, you heard wrong, you're mistaken, something's wrong. And, and then the river's overflowing. And, uh, so uh, we would say, okay, enough Simana. That's uh, the famous um, bad uh, Jewish joke, they say, about uh, the guy who um, fell out of the plane, his parachute didn't open. We had a lot of share, my parachute's not open this year. And he kept diving to Hashem, and Hashem uh, first sent him a plane, and the boat is, and he kept saying, no, no, I'm waiting for a Kosh Baruch to save me. So, like, how many, how many simanim do you need already? So, okay, the difference between all the old good Jewish jokes, kosher ones, have a lot of content. So that means that if Hashem sends you not a simon, he sends you, you ask for a shliach to help you have the Yeshua, and then you push him away. That's a different story. We're here, we're talking, we're still in the realm of simanim. Um, another example, and then we'll go back to the Gemara. Uh, this, actually, Rabbi Kaplan sent in, so I thought I want to tie this in. Uh, noted there's a Kliyakar on Bameid, uh, the Kliyakar discusses, which is an obvious problem in the Gemara. The Gemara discusses why we got centuries in Mitzrayim and Golis. What triggered that? So one man says he took Yeshiva Bochum into the army when he went to fight the war. And he shouldn't have taken them. He should have waited to Benazmanim or hired mercenaries or something like that. And we possibly like that. There are other Gemaras that talk about that concept. So I'm sure it's Israel today. And the other pshat, the more famous pshat, but they're not a stira, is he said, Bameida! Bameida! Many pshatim, Bameida, they all the schosikabonus, what they can do in Golas, has Klai Zogan Simple Bameida is for Amavinu, the Isha Amuna. After it said, it's Allah Lafana Vaye Samim, Abmavino, his Madrega can't say Bameida, Meida is, I want a sign, this will get, I want a sign that this is what the future holds for Kal Yisrael. Meant it Lashma, he wanted to get the Chizuk, a million good reasons, but for his Madrega, it's a big mistake, sounds like a small mistake, but the Elvis Akadashim gave us the DNA, so a small mistake has to be wiped out. And that's a few hundred years of, of Gullus, to one hundred plus. So, the Kliyaka says the Golas Mitzrayim can't be a punishment for that. Kliyaka says the punishment for asking to know the Osir, to have his assurance about the future, the punishment was now he has to worry about a pending punishment per the story about the palm reading we had last night, which I thought was a wonderful Tushtel. Uh, and the Kliyaka says that was the Midikanegamid over here. The Golas Mitzrayim would have happened anyway for other reasons. Perhaps the Angari of Tibn al-Khamim taking the Shirbach the army, or other reasons. It was a kiln, Klaisal to separate the dross. But the metal, it, there were many reasons for Golos Mitzrayim. But now Abravino had to worry about it, now that he knows it's going to happen. And that's the chisarin of asking for the future, per our Misa from, from last night. Yeah, no, so that's the upshot that, that what's going to be this Chuskiyim, but. That's that's ape shot, but the uh, Kliyaka saying the Pashur shot is he. I mean, there are other Bishayim will learn like that. Pashur shot is Bameida. It says uh, Klai Yisrael. He understood Klai is only one small nation of the many nations. Like even if it's large, how are you going to survive? Uh, most nations don't survive forever. And Hashem is promising that they would. 
So he says, now, whatever other reasons Gaul's Mitzrayim would have happened, now Abmavinu has the oil of uh, trying to deal with the thought of the Nebuah that it is going to happen. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara. We'll have many other examples as we go along. We were discussing the simon of Psychli Pesukayich. So go back to the Gemara. First of all, is Harishus on page one. Sadihem Abayz again. Rab Bodik Bamavra, the Fairy Shmuel Bodik Basafra, Sefater Rab Yechon Bodik Binuka. Kulu Shana de Rab, Havikasa Le Rab Yechon, and Lakadem Rabbanish Bobo. As we said last night, he used to have a correspondence, Rab Rab Yechon, many Machlekasim, many decisions. And he used to always address Rav as Lakadam Rabbeinu Shabbavol. Rav was nifted before Rabbi Yechonon. Kinoch nafshei havikas of Lishmuel Lakadam Chaveirenu Shabbavol. Still very nice, but not as chosh of a title. Shmuel didn't care personally. We said last night. If you recall, either he had to defend the covenant for the <coughs> title of the chief rabbi, so to speak, and. The other pshat from Nadastira is that if he's corresponding, he had to somehow let Rabbi Yochanan know who he was, so Rabbi Yochanan would analyze and think about this far as if he tends to disagree afterwards. He disagrees with Rav also sometimes, but there has to be a, uh, a, a level where they both understand each other. Rabbi Yochanan was older, Shmuel knew who Rabbi Yochanan was, just that Rabbi Yochanan didn't really know Shmuel that well. Is there nothing that I'm his Rebbe in? No, no category, no subject matter. So he's going to fix it. He sent them calculations. The site of Ibra and the mathematical calculations, they have a look at the Rambam, the al are very, very complicated. Shmuel was a whiz. Well, he's a whiz in everything. Um, but especially Ibra and the constellations and math, and we'll see soon, anatomy. So he sent them 60 years worth. Rabbi Yechanan, anybody else would have been very impressed. Rabbi Yechanan was Rabbi Yechanan. So Amar, so he received it. Amar hashto chushim of Alma Yada. They didn't mean that in a disparaging way. But Rabbi Yochanan probably is also, not probably, Rabbi was, we're talking about the two biggest super geniuses of the generation. Take any gadol you know in the last 200 years and multiply it by a thousand or more. So he said, very interesting, but okay, no. Yeah, I could do, I could do that also. You have to also say, Eber, he clearly, he knew he knew how to learn. He was just, he knew he's, he was now the main ranking gadol in Bubble, but. He didn't tell him something he didn't know. Let's put it that way. He's not giving up. This is apparently important. This is fascinating. Gemara. Kasa, first wide line. Shadalei Tleiser Gamlei Sveke Trefasa. So he sent a 13 camelos, picture camelos with their heavy pouches, of little letters of notes of thousands of shilas weighing down the pouches and the camels of just in the sugi of Trefas. With the answers, not just the questions. Uh, he shared his shared all his Torah on on Hilchas Trefus, which again doesn't surprise me that Shmuel is an expert on Kol Torah So where is he going to have something of him? Shmuel, we know, was and in terms of anatomy, he was a doctor. Besides everything else, and he apparently uh, had a specific expertise in that sugya. Amar, so Abiyachanan saw this. You see the uh, Bakashas Emes over here. He saw this immediately. Islay Rabba Bubble. I have a Rebbe in Bubble. Ah, and Kol Torah Kula. It could be we'd still pass in Shmuel Rabbi Yechon Lachem Rabbi Yechon. We pass in Shmuel Rabbi Lachem Rabbi So at least by Yisura, transitive property would say now Shmuel Rabbi Yechon Lachem Rabbi Yechon. Doesn't make a difference. We sent them thirteen camelos with the shaylus with answers. Rabbi Yechon didn't uh, wouldn't have known necessarily. I have a Rav in Bubble now. Rabbi Yechon is very old and frail. We know that many other very old and frail. 
Uh, if you remember the stories of the Chavaz Chaim used to want to visit Rukhaim Mezer in Vilna when he was in his 90s and the family like, spent weeks trying to talk him out of it. Usually they didn't succeed. And he couldn't move. They had to like, lift him onto the carriage. There was no train in Rodden. You had to go to Lida with the nearest train station. That was a bumpy ride. Then you had to go to, to Vilna. It was, they held it was a Kastafashus. The Chavaz Chaim kept saying, Rav Chaim Mezer is the God of Ladar and I have to consult with him. Just to give you an idea of how the two Gedele Ladar worked together. So... Rabbi Yechad said, I'm going above all, which was probably a bit dangerous. And I can imagine there were Talmudim trying to talk him out of it. Amalai Liyanuka, how do I know that? It's the next line. All of a sudden, we find him asking the Chede Yingle, who just got out, so tell me a Pusik. Again, had it been today, it would have been Lech Lecha, that would have been a big problem for this story, because that was the Shailah, should he go? And um, Baruch Hashem, he was holding at least the kid in the Havi Shir. Psychically, Pesukayach, Amalai, Shmuel Mace. Couldn't pick a better one. He's going to see his Rebbe Shmuel if he's not alive, if he doesn't pay to make the trip. So that was it. So I guess I missed the opportunity. And the Gemara says, Velohi. There aren't too many Gemaras in Shaz Babli that have these mice and like Asbord, just the Shach of Matayah. Velohi. Loshach of Shmuel. Elokech. Lolishach of Yechadon. Shemayim. They want to stop Rebbe Yechadon. This was a dangerous trip. So... Again, I, you just keep all these facts in mind when we discuss it because we just finished saying you can't make decisions based on this. Rabbi Yechad clearly wanted to go, so it wasn't like a magic phrase that would get him to go, and he was clearly conflicted, and he had many reasons. Yeah, no, yeah, no, dangerous, but I have to go. He's my Rebbe. I have to see him. I have to machabit him. And then he asked the kid, and he said, Shmuel Mace, and that settled it. So it sounds like that settled it. So we'll, uh, we'll get back to that. Tanya, the third category. Stam in Yane Simani Mazel. Tanya Bshemalazai Mer Bayas Tinik Visha Afapisha E Nachash Yesh Simon. Now look at Rashi over here. Rashi describes this is uh, fabulous. Probably one thing already. Bayas Tinik Visha. They're different Shatam and the Rishon. You can see Rashi. We'll see the Ramam probably uh, uh, not till next week. Uh, go to Rashi. Uh, cross about three lines down. Lesser lines. Bias. Bias. If you built a house, what's the Sada Shev with these three things? These were huge, I guess, uh, they were things of a tremendous destiny in your life, things that you made tremendous decisions. We buy houses, sell houses, move all the time. Then, God built himself one house, and that was it, people didn't move. So, building the house was a major, major decision. What? Milestone. Milestone was the word of correct. Also, major milestone. They're all subject to a basketball. Uh, yeah, that, that's a shayla how you learn that Gemara. The Gemara is very famous because every Shavar Baruch's people darshan that Gemara seven times. I guess every Shavar Baruch is at least three, four speakers, so like 28 times. And some of it is even good. A lot of it's krum. I've heard a lot of Abhi courses, but not, <laughs> I should say that. Well, should know, not a lot, but I've heard some very strange, zany things. Yeah, it's a Gemara about Bechira. You've got to be very careful when you speak about that Gemara. But if you stay on, if you stay on, uh, on queue, you'll be safe, like the Gemara and the Rishonim, and maybe some Achreinim that you looked up inside and understood. But what people never quote is the next line, which you're saying is the same Gemara that says, that, you're smiling already because it's your Gemara. The same Gemara that says, Bas plenty of plenty, says, Bas plenty of plenty. So the brokers like it. He says, don't get too bent out of shape. You work on something for two years, it doesn't work. And then you work on something for two days and it does work and you can't figure out my high. 
So it's the same Gemara, but mom is, it's not avart and bias or bas. Everything you do is you do your shalos and it's bashert. It's not limited to those, but yes, it's a milestone. These are huge things, and therefore the Gemara gives us example. But the Sharabach, nobody talks about that part for obvious reasons. Just be careful, hey, Yadashim. So Rashi says he built a house and he had a baby and he got married. Three huge milestones. And now, interesting Rashi says that, because now we can look for, it's a new part of your life. It's a new chapter, so to speak. So now, what happened in the first business deal afterwards? So look at Rashi. You can't believe in superstitions. Yesh Simon. Simon Rashi says, The first business deal after you built a house. I should know that I should not see. Simon who? Now I'm going to read this quickly now because we're out of time. We'll go back to tomorrow, Mitzvah If after this milestone, the first deal goes well, and the Gemara is going to say in a moment, you need three deals to make a Chazakim. And if not, Viloy, so Rashi is very careful to say, do not stop and drop it like a hot potato, because that's nichush. Because if you make sudden decisions and you cut out and run, then you're absolutely relying on it. That's also under any circumstances. Any good simon or bad simon. So Rashi carefully says, as he always does, Eloi al let's say, yeser midai. Don't overdo it. Don't drop it like a hot potato either. But maybe, uh, you know, you're all excited to go into this. Maybe, maybe it'll still work out, but uh, you know, if it's not so hot, perhaps. We'll go back, remind me, we're up to that Rashi. That's the key in the sugya. We'll pick it up tomorrow night in Mr. Shem.